0: To entertain you, we'll sing your
1: song. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsie Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon
0: you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along.
2: Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about 1981's The Prowler. As picked by Scott, one that I can't believe it took us over 300 episodes to get around to. But Scott, why did you finally decide to pick The Prowler?
3: Well, okay, so it, 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 it was too popular, right? Like, it, it's, it's too well-known of a movie. You know, we don't really do classics. It was too pop-prowler? I quit. you gonna be pop-prowler. You're gonna kill your friends at night. <clears throat> there's your wicked reference for the episode. We're done now. Thanks for watching Horror Movie Night. <laughs> anyway, I picked it because I've been wanting to discuss this movie for a long time because this is argue. Well, there's no argument to be had. This is the best special effects that you can get in 1980. That's just, you know, anybody that wants to argue that with me, why, why Why would you try? Yeah,
2: I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? It's a movie Savini where,
3: never got better than this,
2: you know? It's a movie where like the plot is whatever. And like, it's kind of just the same plot as three or four other movies that came out this year. But the kills are just relentless. Like, relentless. The scene in the shower with the pitchfork. I feel like that's, like, the iconic one, but it's just, like... It's
3: the trench spike in the head, dude. That is the best kill in this movie, and I just wanted to put that out there. If you listen to nothing else on this show, the first minute of it, there you go. The trench spike through the head, and then when he pulls it out and the eyes go white, so good. Tom Savini never topped that.
2: I really enjoyed... I forgot that this movie just... Starts out with the like the old timey newsreel followed by the letter voiceover. Like, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, great intro.
4: Great intro. Honestly, the first 20 minutes, ah, that's a little long. But like, up until the first death, it's this movie was right up my alley
3: because it's a a costume drama. That's all it is, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
4: Yeah. And then after the first death, it was like, "Mm, this movie is being held up by the kills, which is, you know, 80s slasher movie i
2: mean that's the thing and and i mean here's the thing obviously there's a good chance that any movies that we make reference points to are going to be people's double features but like this is literally my bloody valentine with like slightly less memorable characters <laughs>
3: like that's like but like that's like I, I what it comes know. down to I, the thing is that i don't disagree with you but the kills in this are better for sure i have to give that a caveat i'm sorry What I'm trying to say is is that the kills in the Prowler are strictly better due to the fact that I still haven't seen the uncut version of My Bloody Valentine.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, dude, the knife through the top of the skull is great. There's all of the kills are fantastic in this movie. All I'm saying is that Prowler has the better kills but I actually gave a shit about some of the characters in my bloody Valentine where like these could have just been named teen number one through 10 for me in this movie. Like they are just regular general nondescript characters.
3: Yeah. It's basically like take all of the characters from that get murdered in sleepaway camp, remove all interesting characteristics and just, Let him get murdered in interesting ways.
4: So, what's the guy's name? Mark? Is he the cop? It's Mark, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was watching and I was like, yo, I think that that's the dude from The Mask, the bad guy, and it wasn't. But, Mark is from Delco, (laughs) Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, born and raised. No shit! Started in a general hospital type show, married someone else who's also from Bryn Mawr. So, you know, Tina Fey, stop taking all the credit.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of famous Delco folks. We got... Jamie Kennedy, Brian is doing a show just for the three people that are paying to see the camera stuff. (laughs) This movie is very much like it sucks because one of my notes just says shit got sucked into this and forgot to write things because I was I was just like, yeah, I'm just watching this. I'm just seeing people get killed. And then because it literally goes from here's how much I just was staring at the screen and then forgot to write down things was knife through the skull. Right into the pitchfork shower scene, right into that scream going into whatever this shitty rock song is that they're dancing. Oh, to.
3: That is not a shitty rock song, dude. That is a great song. The band totally rips in this in this movie. Like, seriously. One of the best bands in an early 80s slasher. So here's my problem Rated. with them.
2: Because I don't think that their music is necessarily bad. What I think they are bad at is a band that you would book for the school dance. Because oh, yeah. well, watching like... people try to dance to the song is like
3: popping yeah. no, no, around. I, I don't like... disagree with that. That is totally <laughs> acceptable, that argument. But here's a counterpoint to that. Think about all of the weird bands that we've watched play shows, quote unquote shows, in high school auditoriums on horror movie night. I mean, a couple come to mind, you know, obviously Trick or Treat, New Year's Evil. Those are the big two that come to mind. If I had more time to plan in advance, I would have thought of them. What's the one from Killer Party? Oh, yeah, but that was a frat party. It wasn't high school, bro. That's true. And the reason I picked this movie is because this movie is a high school graduation movie. This is coming out Almost to the day when this is supposed to have ex- occurred. Uh, I, now I thought that it was going to be exactly the weekend of, which would have been June 12th, but I believe it's actually supposed to be like late June, which is weird, because people graduate the first or second weekend of June. So I am yeah. my head cannon, just like how the first Friday the 13th movie exists <laughs> on May 13th, Friday May 13th. This movie exists first week of June. I don't care what the reality of it is. Don't come at me, bro. Not you guys. I'm talking about Giovinato. Brian, did
2: you recognize any of the locations in this movie?
4: Yes, I recognized the one scene was a pool. Um, the other <laughs> scene was a shower. No. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is because
2: this movie was all shot in Cape May, New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> and like... I don't recognize any of the locations, but as soon as I read that and I was like looking at like the gazebos and stuff that they were walking past, I'm like, yeah. I could see this
4: being Cape May, New Jersey. Oh
2: man. Like that all checks out in my head that that is actually where they shot this movie.
4: Yeah. Good old Cape May where my parents used to take us, even though it was like a retirement beach, there was nothing for kids to do there. Not a thing, but they had a lot of golden corrals. (laughs) They, there was a lot of gold right next to the ocean. Let's get some frozen fish (laughs) from Wisconsin.
2: (laughs) Scott, let's talk about one of your favorite things, head explosions, because this movie ends with a beautiful one. (laughs) Man, and I have
3: a note about it. Great head explosion is all I ended my notes with this week. (laughs) You know what's the funny thing? I was watching this, and I couldn't
2: remember who the killer was.
3: I've watched this movie like five times, and I forget every single time. But
2: it's like... As soon as the sheriff's like, well, I'm going on a fishing trip. Good luck. I'm like, he seems about the age appropriate to be the and guy who I killed that math. girl. I did the
3: math. <laughs> I did the like, math. Let's say he was 20 when the first time he murdered was right, and so he came yeah. back. It was 1947 or something that he came back. He killed some people at, at, say, 20. That would put him at 55. Plenty of murder and left in them bones, all right, guys? So, oh, yeah. Listen, if you're out there and you're having a midlife Shoot crisis. For the stars. Fucking stars. If you're <laughs> in your early 50s and you're like, what do I do with my life? Go kill some teens. <laughs> you know, like, I got to talk about the survivor girl and her outfit choices, right? Her first outfit. <laughs> these are where my things that my brain does because i'm like mm, girl bad choice right so no one thinks that i'm a hyper masculine dude that listens to this show all right so this I should do. shock no one <laughs> matt we had a conversation about my bisexuality last you're week. you're an example of what a man is for me <laughs> your dad is just so pissed off at me right now <laughs> he just punched a wall <laughs> no no no
4: Dad, I did. Can I come home for Thanksgiving, please? My dad said that so many times.
3: Get
2: out of my basement all the yeah. time.
4: I have no son. Yeah, and <laughs> he too. has two biological sons. In his defense, he chose the vacation to Alaska at the wrong time, and that's all he kept <laughs> saying. He kept calling. <laughs> so we like, how's it going, Dad? I have no son. <laughs>
3: hey! <okay. laughs> Let's get back to my tangent, guys. I feel Sorry. like I'm not The dresses. Important. Sorry, Ooh, the we got to talk about the dresses. We need to talk about her outfit choices. So her first outfit, she's wearing this beautiful pink and orange sherbet kind of two-piece thing and of course the sheriff the deputy sheriff who she has a crush on for no reason who's a letch who stares at every teenage girl because she's just 18 and that's totally cool apparently in 1980 whatever Go- he comes to the dance because she asked him and then he dances with some other girl for like two minutes and then she's like Fuh! she harumps and <laughs> and then he comes up and she's working the punch table and her his his dance date is like you're such a good dancer splat drops punch all over the sherbert dress and so she's like "Ah," harumph number two she goes back to her dorm room whatever it is her her room and doesn't notice the dead kids in the shower puts on a much cuter blue striped wrap but then she puts her high heels back on very poor choice of shoes put kids on no no it's okay if she wasn't wearing pants that's totally fine because she's going back to the dance but she didn't i said kids Okay. kids i was just hoping for some <laughs> some low tops that's all i care about you know like and think yeah. about this like she lived through this but also the inverse is she survived this movie in heels she wasn't wearing she yeah. wasn't wearing slip-ons and she almost got murdered with a gun twice she almost got murdered with a couple spiky things.
2: She did a good job finagling that shotgun.
3: Yeah, but then, <laughs> yeah. you know, and every time I watch this movie, I get so pissed off that the weird guy, the weird red herring guy, is like, he gets the shot and I'm like, it should have been the survivor girl. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it is the survivor girl at the very end. So, yeah, this yeah. movie is wild. It is, a, it is a, just a roller
4: coaster. That roller weird coaster. eye contact with the love music playing in the background for like 30 seconds too long before... Yeah the red herring gets killed uh, that that head blow i watched it on tubi let's not, that. not call it that
3: let's not call it that
4: that blow job to... <laughs> yeah okay i'm sorry so when she makes the blue waffle out of the guy's head. Um, Way better. <laughs> when she blows schmegma everywhere. Um, oh,
3: keep going. I'm almost there, guys.
4: <laughs> no, I was watching on Tubi, and she's wrestling with the gun. And then in the top left corner, it's like, time to add eight, seven, six. No. I'm like, no. And boy. Tubi dude,
3: knows how dude, to fuck yeah. with you. So
4: then she blows the load, and then as soon as it's in the car... As soon as they're in the car, that starts. I'm like, yeah. But
2: there was actually a little bit more. So it wasn't like when it cuts to the commercial and then it comes back and it's just the credits start rolling and you sat there for like two minutes. Yeah, dude. We
4: got the fucking at the end. That was dope.
2: Yeah, it was good stuff.
0: We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your song. It is mind-blowing. And
1: heartbreaking.
0: How many original scripts are written every year but are never made?
1: So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors.
0: Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Free!
2: And uh, that kind of ties into my double feature, so unless we have anything else, Scott, what's your double feature?
3: I'm going with Puppet Master 3 just because it's the other thing that has, like, World War Two references that aren't depressing as shit or if you picked that and you want and i was like well i gotta come up with something maybe i'd go with like blood vessel because that was a really fun movie from last year but again it's not really the only thing that connects the two is the fact that they are kind of tertiary related to world war ii
2: that's it gotcha i'm gonna go with a really wild one and i'm shocked that it took this long for me to pick this as a double feature i'm actually gonna put in a documentary that introduced me to the movie the prowler which was The Going to Pieces, The Rise and Fall oh, of slasher dude. films. Because that doc introduced me to so many movies I didn't know existed. And I feel like watching The Prowler, I'm like, I need to revisit that documentary to make sure that there isn't any other ones that I that I have failed to check off my list because it's given me so many good ones.
4: Dude, I got to say, man, when it comes to movie documentaries, like... I don't care about too many movies that much to have their own documentary. So like Going to Pieces or fucking American Grindhouse...
1: Yeah, I'm the all one about, about the Clip Cole
4: Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like all like about the Clip Show documentary. Show me that's, 15 movies in an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> dude,
2: that's That's like the beauty of, I, I mean, I never remember the actual director's names, but the guys who did Electric Boogaloo, Machete Ma- yeah. Machete Maidens, um, and Shady Not Quite Hollywood. Oh,
3: so good. Oh, man. That might be my favorite. Man. Yeah.
2: I'm not going to watch those movies. But also, the other two that are really good in that same vein is uh, Rewind This and Adjust Your Tracking, which is just about- I haven't watched either of those they're about VHS collectors, but it's specifically about like the rare shot on VHS shot directly on VHS. You'll never find them on any other format, but VHS hunters. So they'll do like 10 minute focuses on like tales from the quad dead zone. And like all of these like ridiculous VHS tapes that people pay like $500 for because they know that they'll never find it in the wild. And like, it's they're both interesting, but they are also Hardcore clip show documentaries Which is all I want
3: And the problem (laughs) with that is that I feel attacked when I watch that shit because I'm not obsessed with VHS. I'm not gonna shell out a, a shitload of money. You'll for, feel like, evil. You dead, won't feel right? attacked.
2: You'll you'll feel superior.
3: No, that's not what I'm else. trying to you'll feel be like, anyway. At least I'm not like this. No, no, I would never feel that way because I don't ever want to throw shade on people in the genre. You know, like the thing that makes me feel attacked is when they're talking about an ephemera because I spend way too much money. I mean, and I don't maybe I don't even spend that much money, but I think about spending way too much money on paper brian what was your double feature
4: <laughs> telling the dreaded sundown of course it is you've yeah. got yeah. four double features i mean listen it, it vibes with it. it i'm sorry like you know pick yeah. unique content there's nothing wrong with that why are
3: you talking brian <laughs> at least he's no i love prepared,
2: it paired you know it's yeah. true it's a step well i mean he- his prepared is that he literally looked at a chart that's on his wall, probably that just says "slasher '70s" <laughs> et
3: cetera.
2: No, no, no. The It's not that. It's not Aliens, that detailed, 50s. It's literally '70s.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So, Scott, what is something you've been watching, reading, listening to that you want to give a shout out to?
3: This may be premature, just like you know what else. But I, Megan and I watched the first ten minutes of a show on I want to say it's Netflix yesterday, and we we saw literally the splash page didn't even watch the preview we knew that we were in for it it's called Halston and it's one Ewan McGregor two it's based in the 60s sold fucking sold right and then you find out that it's Halston the hat maker the guy that made all of Ajdecio Nassus Kennedy's pillbox hats and he's gay I mean dude it's literally like a triple Venn diagram of all the shit that Megan and I would watch in a show we watched 10 minutes and we were into it (laughs) I don't care what the rest of the show is like. I will watch Ewan McGregor do anything. I can watch him watch paint dry. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. So I'm super stoked to watch that. I will report on it. Give me a couple weeks. Give me a couple episodes to get through it. Man, it looks cool as hell though. Nice.
2: I just passed the halfway point on watching Hannibal for the first time. And that shit is fucking wild. Should I? Because I've been told many times I should. It is insane watching this show and thinking that this aired at prime time on NBC because I've watched a lot of horror movies for this podcast and nothing has made me as sick to my stomach as some of the things that they do in Hannibal. I watched
4: the first episode, the first episode. It's wild.
2: It's like wild. The stuff that they got away with pretty bloody. And it's the guy who did um, Brian Fuller. Yeah. He he did did pushing daisies. Daisies. He did one. Yeah. He's so it's got that weird, like he's got a great visual style always. This is very dark, but still with that, like, man, this guy's just, he's got a, a flair for the theatrics. And it's its awesome. That's my recommendation. Brian, take us home.
4: One of my oldest friends put out an album this month, and it's super dope. It's His name's Khalil Slaughter. You may nice. know him from the short-lived Cool Day Law podcast. <laughs> What's um, Cool Day Law? Cool Day Law is a podcast <laughs> that ran for 10 episodes, and then we... <laughs> got bored it's called nature check check it out it's called nature uh khalil's instagram handle is the metalhead rapper and it's been there for years and it led up to this album where he samples mega death, and he does a lot of metal fucking songs that he samples in the beats and it's super fucking cool very talented rapper insanely talented producer i don't think he gets enough credit for that he's fucking one of the anyone that's a rapper that listens to us if you need someone to make you some fucking beats hit up khalil he's fucking insanely talented and i'm very excited i might even be shooting a video with him next month he might be coming down to. he is coming down to visit but whether it's just going to be a casual visit or we're going to shoot some shit either way i'm excited to see him yeah. Check out his music. Did
2: you know that uh two other people from Roots and Stereo also put it out put out another Yes, album this oh month? my
4: god, Red Letter music. Check them out too, dude. Red Letter Day. Red music. Letter Day. Yeah, man, and you wanna bring that back to last week when Matt brought up Mega Ram. like these two kids just fucking finally said fuck it and pretty much opened their own studio. That is where they record music, where Khalil records music, and it's a place for them to fucking hang out. It's, like, awesome. They go once a week. Sometimes they record. Sometimes they just fucking hang out. They pretty much have a clubhouse where you can make an album. It's awesome. Coming soon, Matt Kelly's Clubhouse, also known as the loft at his house. Now, I will never say anything to incriminate my brother, but Matt Kelly's loft will have a very similar vibe to Hotel California. So, (laughs) just keep that in mind. (laughs) All right, well. That
2: was The Prowler, as picked by Scott from 1981. Thanks again, Scott, for a delightful 80s pick. Next week, we are going to be talking about a Brian pick. And stop the presses,
4: folks. It's from the 70s. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to say this. Hot take. Not my favorite. Let's get that out there. We all know my favorite.
3: Yeah, it's not talented.
4: That slasher from
3: the 70s. I had a good time with it. Yeah, me too. I think when I watched it last. All right, listen. People that have listened to the show, that's the biggest suggestion for you is like Scott's never seen it. And we've talked about it before as uh, a future Brian Pick. So you know exactly what it is now.
2: That is it. Go to our Patreon, patreon patreon.com backslash h m n podcast over there you can find videos of our faces so who doesn't want that also because i don't know anything just yet keep an eye on the facebook page geekscape actually lost one of the original geekscapists from when the website first launched fortunately died of acute liver failure just this past weekend his wife had asked us to organize a geekscape blood drive to uh, help out because apparently that is something that hospitals are severely lacking right now due to just everything happening in the world so probably sometime in late june early july more likely the early july portion we will be doing another one of our live stream events to just raise awareness we'll have a campaign set up and i will be posting about it on the horror movie night page for sure jonathan asked for the blood drive If horror movie night could film a commercial of us as vampires asking for people's blood we'll see about that but stay tuned for for that and stay tuned every week for more horror movie night